Rutherford Issues with Brian Barrett on News Radio WGNS FM 100.5, FM 101.9, AM 1450, online and on your phone at WGNSRadio.com. Back on Rutherford Issues from News Radio WGNS. And today it's a pleasure to welcome in Joel Bigelow with Endure Athletics. You may be thinking, hmm, I'm not sure I know a lot about Endure Athletics. Well, that's why we're here today. First of all, Joel, how are you? I'm doing great. Thank you for having me today. Awesome. I appreciate it. Yeah, good to have you here. So uh, tell me about Endure Athletics. I know you've got a stump speech. So, you know, <laughs> your, your best two minute stump speech, what would that uh, be to help us learn more? more about Endure. Sure. So our mission at Endure Athletics is to enrich the lives of the homeless children and youth that live right here in our community. We equip them with the necessary life skills, education support, and Christ-centered mentorship so that they can break their vicious cycle. Mm -hmm. And we're able to do this through our fee-free after-school programs, our nine-week summer camp, and various other enrichment activities throughout the year. Obviously, Endure Athletics has been around since 2015, but I'm curious um, how this vision came to you to begin Endure Athletics? So um, we're in our sixth year, and um, I was working at a at a local uh, local manufacturing facility um, on South Church Street, and um, just seeing a lot of kids that are in and out of in and out of motels, in and out of these other places, no safe place to play, playing right up against the road. Um, so it just gave us an opportunity to, to, to do a lot of praying and see what God's vision had for us. And um, here we are today, six years, and it's amazing. Well, so uh, the, obviously you thought something needs to be done. I mean, did you, did you think at that point that maybe it was someone else is probably doing something to help let me find out and discover that there's not or how did that start so there's an, actually another nonprofit called last call for grace and they every friday night they did a feeding in the back of a parking lot um so when i left when i left steel tech out my door i seen hundreds of people over here getting their dinners on Friday night, seeing kids, seeing all these different things. So having conversations with them to see what we could do to add to what they had um, is really the vision. They really didn't have anything for kids. And um, so that's what that's what we started. And uh, we started with just a Saturday program um, from eight to 10, just to give the kids a safe place to go out and play every Saturday. Um, we, we eat together, we play together, and we just let the kids be a kid, and um, that's what they need, and then we've grown from there. Did you ever think that it would grow from, you know, just the Saturday afternoon program to what you're doing today? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, none, of this, none of this is possible. Um, none of this is possible without, without God's hand. Um, Again, six years ago, I wasn't even that familiar even what a nonprofit was, and um, we just continued to lean on him. What's next? What's next? How do we grow this? And um, so, no, but it's it's been great. My wife's our program director. She's right in there with us. I have four daughters. Um, they're they're right in the programs with us together. Um, it's a big family, not only my family, but all the kids that we serve. So. Yeah, I, I'm sure at some point you had to look and see what was going on there back in in 2015 and mm -hmm. think, 
you know, I've got my children at home and here are, are these children. I mean, did that was was that part of the process <laughs> that you went through? <laughs> Absolutely. Um, you know, just there's some life changes to, you know, just looking about, um, you know, what do I really want to do with my life? You know, those types of things, um, leaning on that. And then, of course, just seeing the kids, you know, and just wanting to give them an opportunity. You know, that's all they need. They just need an opportunity. Um, and that's hopefully that what we're able to give them. Most of the uh, the kids that are in that uh, in your program, I- I'm sure, are not um, from the most stable home situations. W- would that be a fair statement? Absolutely, absolutely. So, I, I mean, you- you're really mentoring too, along with meeting some needs like uh, a meal. Absolutely. Um, so we really pride ourselves on being consistent. Um, that's one thing that we know these kids need because they move around from place to place a lot, inconsistencies, a lot of different things, three or four different schools in a school year. So being consistent, being able to pick them up no matter where they're at, bring them into our after school program, keep them connected to the kids that we already serve, their friends, their family, and keeping those connections together is hugely important to them. It, it sounds like you're trying to, to grow family um, connections there within the groups. Absolutely. That's absolutely what we do. Um, we're one big family, hands down. So obviously it, it takes money to run, uh, you know, any type of program, nonprofit. Um, so how do you receive funding? I mean, well, how does that work? So we're 100% donation-based. Um, obviously, we're a fee-free program, um, but we've been blessed with, with churches like New Vision, Experience Community Church, um, some other grants and different things. Um, so we've been blessed to, um, even through the pandemic, you know, our numbers have been up. So people are just very, very, very generous hearts here in Rutherford County. So how did you go through the, the pandemic? That That's, that's interesting because, um, you know, it was a, a time of severe isolation and yes. I'm sure that was very difficult for the families. Absolutely. So the first thing that we did um, is we did food boxes. Once a week, food boxes dropped at everybody's door. And when you talk about the isolation, um, that we can go there, we can talk to them, we can see and make sure everything's okay, those types of things. That was at the initial part when everything completely shut down. Um, and then we evolved with the governor's orders on different things. And then when, um, when schools started, we actually started a distance learning program because the majority of our families being in a 200 square foot motel room trying to distance learn on laptops and who knows about does the internet work, not work, and all those different things. Um, and not only that, but you know, breakfast and lunch every day, our kids completely rely on the school systems for those things. So we opened up a distance learning academy at the beginning of the school year. And we had, um, everybody had their own individual space, their laptops. We had four or five different teachers, tutors walking around, making sure everybody's good. We ran bus stops, picking up the, all the kids, bringing them in, breakfast and lunch every day, safe environment. And um, this gave them the best learning environment that we could outside of the traditional classroom. Well, I'm sure that was a, a huge help because that was a that, that would be a tough time, you know, in, in a quote unquote normal yeah. home situation, yeah. you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I'm sure that evolved into more of your programming. And are you back to normal programming for the most part? So we are. Um, we're, we're, we're excited to start our summer camp. We have kayaking days, boat days. 
um, you name it, we're going to go out and just explore this county. Busy summer then. Absolutely. Super exciting. We've got Joel Bigelow here to talk about uh, Endure Athletics. You can find out a lot more online at endureathletics.org as well. And um, I saw your most recent impact report and, you know, over 4,200 meals served in terms of uh, you're really focused on physical activity and yes. and, and, and keep count of all that. So you're, you're getting uh, the kids active as well, which is huge. Absolutely. You know, we use sport as that catalyst, right? Um, you know, a kid would love to talk to you, throwing a football around, tell you about their day, all those different things. And if it goes further, that's even great. We have, um, we have a few kids right now um, that will be doing middle school football. And, um, and we help with all those things. You know, they come home and we get to sell $200 worth of XYZ. Don't worry about it. We'll buy them and we'll distribute and do those different things. So we don't let the fees get in the way with anything that our kids want to do as far as sports go. As as the kids get over uh, older, you're serving what ages six to almost adult or yeah, right there he's an adult. Yeah, yeah he is. <laughs> so um, I'm sure that there are also within sport within these opportunities. Not only do you get to meet uh, the needs of you know making sure that they're not hungry, but also life skills, important yes. m- mentoring. Absolutely. Um, you know, that's what most of them need. I mean, just like, you know, I have personal mentor. I'm 42, and I still have personal mentors that I meet on a weekly basis with. Um, so it's really important, you know, just to be just to be that shoulder for these kids, you know, be that shoulder, let them talk to you, talk to them. Um, we also, um, the mental health piece, you know, like you said, a lot of broken homes, a lot of not good things happening. So um, we, um, we partner with some um, counseling services that we're able to do some group counseling and help to give them some tools in their toolbox to be able to deal with the different their different life challenges that they have um, but yeah we're just we, we try to do the holistic approach you mm-hmm. know to all of our kids that, that we serve so something I w- was just thinking about here too is if if these family situations are you know um, hotel room motel room whatnot um, struggling to have normalcy there. I, I'm sure you, you said middle school football games. Getting back and forth to those middle school football games could be a challenge. Getting to school and such. Yes. We try to fill all the gaps that we can, the best that we can. Are there um, opportunities for volunteers? I mean, do you have volunteers working with your group? We do. We do. Um, the best way to get a hold of us would be info at endureathletics.org and um, they can put a they can put a request in and and um we can kind of see what we have from there what what type of um volunteers are 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 needed so our saturday program which we started with six years ago still runs today and um, we're always looking for people to come to our kitchen and cook and serve cook and serve our saturday meals engage in our Saturday programs with sports and different things. Mm-hmm. So do you have it. a home base? I, I guess we didn't so really look at that. We don't. Um, we do not have a home base, and that is what we're working on now. Um, we're looking for a facility. We're looking for property. We're looking to build, see what's out here. So we've been we've been active. Me and my board of directors have been actively looking. Mm-hmm. Um, any specific areas that you would like to focus in on? So yeah, um, we would love to be on the South Church Street, right in the right in the heart of it, right in the heart of with the kids that we serve. Um, I think that would be absolutely terrific. Um, 
all the different motels, the homeless shelters and stuff are all close in that area. Um, I'm not big of taking them out and taking them somewhere. Let's do it right in their backyard. Yeah, yeah. yeah I mean, there, there's been conversations over the last number of years about, you know, how how do we meet the needs um, and, and kind of a continuum of, of uh, resources. Yes. And uh, this could be very much a big part of that. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Um, one of the young men, he was the first one in our program. He's now 19. He lived in one of these rundown motels for seven years of his life, and he's now a junior at MTSU. So slowly but surely, we're going to help break the cycle. It takes an education, takes takes an intervention and an education to break the cycle of poverty. So that young man, probably his whole future has been changed. Being a junior at MTSU probably wasn't in the cards when he first started. You're absolutely right. Yeah. And and he comes back. He's a mentor to the younger kids that are in our program. Um, love him to death. That's got to be great. So you can find out more again at EndureAthletics.org and that email address, info at EndureAthletics.org. If you'd like to find out more to volunteer, um, you also can uh, donate to the organization as well. That's just kind of your hub to find out more information about Endure Athletics. And Joel, I appreciate you coming in. Anything we can do to help spread the word, you let us know, okay? Thank you very much, man. I appreciate you. Absolutely. Joel Bigelow joining us here on the show today and that's going to conclude our program. Don't forget, you can check the podcast at WGNSradio.com under Rutherford Issues or wherever you listen to audio and listen back to the show if you missed it. Have a good day, everybody.